This is Green Seas, the podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. I'm shipping reporter Eric Priante-Martin, and today we're going to explore the maritime industry's accelerating return to wind propulsion. It's 2013 in California's San Francisco Bay. This is it, this is it, work your asses off. It's the third of five legs in the America's Cup race. As, as commentated by Mr. Ben Ainsley. <laughs> New Zealand has been ahead of Oracle Team USA up until about the halfway point. But the tide's been shifting and the faster American yacht is taking the lead. God, these guys are smoking up wind right now. They're this is audio of a broadcast of the race on the America's Cup YouTube channel. We saw at the beginning of this event, every single race, they've been out of the water, foiling more and more up wind. They're using it to their advantage. Fast forward to the final moments of the race, and the U.S. team's lead is now insurmountable. The stars and stripes say it all. The comeback of 2013 is complete. America's Cup will stay in America. America's Cup races have a way of pushing forward the design of wind-powered yachts. With this 2013 race featuring the AC-72 wingsail catamarans that traveled twice as fast as their predecessors. Wind propulsion is not new in shipping. After all, it was the main source of energy for thousands of years. But since the industry got hooked on fossil fuels more than a century ago, the sporting world has been a key driver of technology for carbon-free wind power. That is changing. With shipping facing an imperative to clean up its emissions, there are a variety of wind propulsion technologies on the market that are looking to offer the industry a way to cut down fuel consumption. Just recently, Tradewinds reported, for example, how Oddfiel had installed suction sails on one of its vessels. Another shipping company, the UK's Tufton, installed rotor sails provided by Animoy Marine Technologies. And US commodities giant Cargill has begun using a pair of wing sails on one of its vessels. Jan Dilleman is president of Geneva-based shipping arm Cargill Ocean Transportation. He said that in an industry whose carbon footprint is difficult to tackle, there are a limited number of ways to reduce greenhouse gas emissions now. And while wind can reduce fuel consumption today, it will continue to play a role when low and zero carbon fuels increasingly become available because they're likely to cost a lot of money. If you are willing to innovate, and innovation means also taking some risk, and you get the right people around the table, you can actually come up with some, some very interesting uh, solutions that you can actually uh, deploy now, eh? so they can have real savings now, but are also very much needed in the energy transition, which means moving to lower carbon fuels, et cetera, et cetera, which are going to be an awful lot more expensive. So if we can minimize the use of fuels, I think that's a win-win today and it's a win-win tomorrow. And those people around the table? In Cargill's case, it involved innovators from the world of sports. The company had tried wind propulsion before, more than a decade ago, but Dilliman told me that on that occasion, the company didn't do its homework. When Cargill finally did start doing that homework, it turned to BAR Technologies. The UK company emerged out of Ben Isley Racing, or BAR, whose namesake Olympic sailor was the tactician on that winning Oracle Team USA catamaran in 2013, before launching a British America's Cup team. Cargill asked Bar Technologies to look into the various forms of wind propulsion available, like Flettner rotors, which are inside giant vertical tubes that channel wind, or kites that pull the vessel along, which Cargill had tried before. 
This is Bard Technologies Chief Executive John Cooper, who joined the company from the world of Formula One racing. They came to us and said, well, you look as though you've got a good modeling simulation technique from your background. Could you check out a couple of technologies for us? And we actually started then really studying the wind propulsion market and looked at rotors and looked at kites and looked at a couple of other technologies that were out there. And they said, what do you think? And we gave them an honest appraisal. Uh, and they said, hmm, could you invent one? And we said, yes. Um, and actually, Wind Wings was born. So we looked at it a very different way. Wind Wings are the two wing sails that are now pushing the Pixis Ocean. A Kamser Max bulk carrier owned by Japan's Mitsubishi Corp and chartered to Cargill. The 37.5-meter rigid sails were built by Yara Marine. What we've done here is is really trying to combine uh, the best of, of sports because we are working with Bar Technology, which is uh, known for uh, its participation and also winning one of the America's Cups, and, and commercial shipping. And if, I think if you bring those two together, uh, you get something that has never been done and I think could be a, a very important step in decarbonizing this industry. How did Bar Technologies bring its sporting pedigree to the table? After all, an America's Cup vessel is a far cry from the world of international shipping. The America's Cup has banned the use of models and tanks to test out new designs. So instead, the Bar founders built sophisticated computer simulations to do that work. And those simulations are at the heart of the way the company designs commercial vessels and marine technology today. Never tank tested anything, never built a wind wing model before the full size one at, you know, 50 meters of steel off the deck and 37 meters aerodynamic span. And people think we're mad when I explain that we actually never built any model. Bar Technologies' unique methods resulted in wind wings that tower over a ship's deck, with a main wing and two smaller elements on each side that add to its propulsive power. All told, on a large ship, Bar estimates that each wing cuts 1.5 tons of fuel consumption per day, which equates to about 4.65 tons of CO2. And Dieleman said that on a nubling vessel whose design is optimized for wind propulsion, the wind wing sails could chop 30% of emissions. And though the cargo executive expressed confidence that wind wings will be a success, it's not the only technology on the company's menu. It has also teamed up with NYK Group to test out a sail by Econowind on another vessel. And then it will need to shift from trials to adoption in the hunt for scale. We don't need just one proof of concept. We need uh, a whole fleet at some point to start uh, using all these these technologies which are going to help us in, to de decarbonize this, this industry. So... I think what we are still a little bit thinking about is, should we be retrofitting more ships uh, in, in the current kind of form and shape? And, and that has always been the thinking. Um, I think there's something that has changed over the last year and a half is, is that the new technologies of the zero carbon fuel, so the, the dual fuel kind of engines, have been coming, to be honest, a little bit faster than what we were initially thinking. So now the question is, should we be going straight into new build programs where you have the dual fuel and your paybacks are looking a lot better and actually the savings that you're making look a lot better? So that is something that we still need to think about and, and still need to somehow come to a conclusion. But I think for us, the main thing now is we want to prove that this technology works um, that we are getting confidence in the savings and also showcase that somehow to the industry that this is a technology that actually should be taken serious. 
The fleet of wind-propelled vessels is growing fast, but it's still very small. International Windship Association Secretary General Gavin Allwright told me that from about a dozen ships at the start of the pandemic more than three years ago, there are 30 large wind-assisted vessels today. Recently, the International Maritime Organization set a target of net zero by around 2050 for the world shipping fleet, which includes aiming for 20% to 30% carbon emission cuts by 2030. Research from consultancy CE Delft has found that using wind in combination with slower vessel speeds and 5% to 10% of energy coming from zero carbon fuels could do better than that new IMO goal for 2030. How do we get there? All Rights Organization is advocating for wind to be considered a zero emissions energy source on par with green fuels rather than as a fuel saving technology. Ultimately, what, what we would prefer to be seeing is the fact that you have a zero-rated energy source fully available to the whole of shipping today. But we use the benchmark as HFO, and then we compare alternatives to that benchmark of, this is a very dirty fuel, we've got a cleaner option. Whereas actually what we should be doing is saying, well, we've got a zero-rated option, and anything else that we do will be not quite as good as that, potentially. So it's that baseline issue. That is a very much a perception issue that is critical if you're going to really embrace the huge potential of wind. So it's flipping the argument, uh, in a sense, on its head. That, that's an ultimate goal. The, the interim goal is it's, it's actually very simple, is that if wind is excluded from the energy source uh, uh, analysis, pretty much all the regulation subsidies, the raising of funds through uh, levies, and the allocation of that funding will be based on fuel options. So if wind is not there, it will not be uh, assessed in the same way. So it's leveling the playing field, saying, okay, uh, if you're getting 10 20% of the uh, uh, propulsive energy force for your vessels or for the fleet from this zero emissions energy source, we need to calibrate and develop measures that recognize that and also channel funds to boost that alongside all of the other options. In the meantime, shipping companies' baby steps to trial wind technology are part of an important process to bring confidence to the various wind propulsion options out there. Before ship owners and operators were comfortable with Flettner rotors, a technology that's been around for 100 years, they wanted to see the results of them operating on a few large commercial ships. And then they wanted to see them operating on ships in different segments of the shipping market. The same goes for wing sails. We don't have many ships with wing sails. We will do by the end of next year. So they're being cautious because they don't have enough points of reference to make a full assessment. I think we've got three vessels at the moment, two tankers and a bulker with wing sails. This, their, their bulker that's coming into operation will be the fourth. I think there's two more at least two more by the end of uh, next year, uh, or probably actually Q1 or Q2 next year. That creates a body of uh, information, a body of knowledge, and I would say a 12-month assessment of how the, they operate across a, a calendar year on different routes. That's when the decision goes, okay, now we roll it out in multiples. So now Cargill will be looking at how the Pixis Ocean performs before signing up for more. Here's more on the environment and the business of the ocean. 
Ship manager Seaborn has agreed to pay a $2 million fine as it pleaded guilty in the U.S. to charges associated with dumping both oily bilge water and garbage at sea. Seaborn Ship Management Singapore will also have to subject its ships that call in the U.S. to an environmental compliance plan. The master and chief engineer of the company Starmaya have also pleaded guilty in the case. A German politician has raised concerns that a cargo of electric Porsche sports cars may have sparked a deadly fire on a ship, as my colleague Adam Corbett reported. The fire on the car carrier Fremantle Highway is still under investigation. But politician Andreas Mrosek, who posted on his account on X, formerly known as Twitter, said electric cars should be treated as dangerous goods. Read Adam's story and more at tradewindsnews.com. Music for this episode is by Top Flow Production from Pixabay.